Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Stone Rico DeCastro, and you are tuning in to the What's in Your Case podcast. Our guest today has said, and I quote, I'm a solo artist and some other stuff too. Come on in and figure it out for yourself. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. He's a songwriter from Sacramento, California. My guest, my friend, Dalton James. Hello. Dalton, for listeners at home that haven't listened to your music before, how would you describe your music? That's always the hardest question for me. I'd say it's kind of like a combination of all the stuff I like. David Bowie, Nirvana, Neil Young. I listen to a lot of newer stuff too, but a lot of old, older stuff. It's just kind of a concoction of favorite stuff. But it's if I had to pick a genre, I'd, I'd just say rock. <laughs> Rock's good. Rock's good. Now, I've seen you play several instruments. Could you list all of the instruments that you know how to play? Guitar is always my main thing. I did bass for a while. It's mandolin, ukulele, harmonica, piano, drums. Those are like the main ones. I tried banjo a couple times. I still do it. You know, I, I never get too technical. So my ability to like know a little bit about everything is what makes me like to play a lot of different instruments. I just, I can make a symphony on almost anything. And do you have a preference on which instrument that you prefer writing songs with? I wouldn't prefer any. It's just I usually have a guitar in my hand, so that's what most of them are written. Some of them have been written on piano, and I'm writing a lot um, more on other things. And starting with other things, the song Monster started on bass. That's like the first song I started on bass. I've been writing a lot of ukulele songs lately, too. <laughs> a lot of musicians that I interview name their instruments, me included. Do you? No. <laughs> I don't have anything against people who do, but... I mean, I have like a very, it's weird for me because I understand like, the connection you have with something like a car or like a guitar or a, you know, just something you've had for a while. And like, I feel like connection, but I don't like making it a thing of naming a guitar. I don't know. You just my guitar. It gives its name to itself <laughs> when it speaks. Now, while I was doing some research on you, there was a certain name that came up that I haven't seen in a while. Wilbur Studios. Whatever became of Wilbur Studios? <laughs> I got rid of it because <laughs> I wasn't doing anything with it. One post, because I did a song with slash for Sarah Rywich. That one good. I just never had uh, enough time to, or I want to do that. It's just a whole thing about you got to market it. You got to be consistently sending yourself out there as a business. And that's, you know, already what I had to do with myself and my other projects. So I just don't have the time. Maybe later I'll like start something like that. I don't think I'm going to call it Wilbur Studios. <laughs> it's, it sounds too like PG, but that is my last name. I'd want to do something like that in the future because every time I release a new song, I feel like my ability in producing stuff is getting better. So it makes it more fun every time. I like the idea of producing music that I like but it's not mine. <laughs> so it's something that you're going to revisit later, but you'd rather spend your time allocating towards promoting yourself and the band you're a part of. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, there's just too much stuff I want to do with my music and other bands, so that's what I'm focusing on. So I know you've released merch over the years, and one of the merch that you released were pins. Why did you decide to start with releasing <laughs> pins? Uh... 
that was just the easiest thing, really. <laughs> it just happened. I think t-shirts are just really expensive, and then I didn't really know where stickers and uh, Altair Designs, you know, I, I think I talked to them, and it made it seem really easy. So you worked with Altair Designs. That's funny. Altair Designs was actually a guest on one of our previous podcasts. I know, I listened to it. <laughs> the podcast, don't <laughs> I was getting ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one, though. It's good. Thank you. But besides pins, you've also released posters, stickers, apparel. Yeah. What's it like for you to have people buy your merch and display it in their homes? <laughs> that was the idea with the poster. It's kind of like a psychopathic kind of way of thinking on the poster. I was like, if I put myself on a poster and people hang that up in the house, they'll have to see me every day. <laughs> Definitely. You know, that's like the best kind of advertisement. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of people becoming like more like fashion, like designers, you know, like how art, some artists just have like really cool looks and they'll sell T-shirts that are just kind of like really cool or, you know, they'll sell an item that's just really cool. It doesn't have to be like they're giant. You would see the merch and you'd be like, oh, that's really cool and not know the the band. I kind of like the, that idea. I'm rambling, but. I want to get back into selling merch, like new interesting stuff eventually, but not enough people buy it. <laughs> so I got to wait to promote merch, get more people interested. And you've played at several venues around the Sacramento area, including The Fig Tree, Nicholson's Music Cafe, Holy Diver, Luna's Cafe, amongst many others. I know that each venue has a different feel and vibe to it. Are there any preferences to which venues that you like to play at? No, I've never really gotten too acquainted with the venue, like where people constantly book you or like where people come back and they're like, hey, you want to play another show? They keep telling me to like, they want me to do a certain thing and I kind of want to do like a solo thing sometimes. It's kind of frustrating. The idea of making this art people to like come back to you and like have you again or something i don't know that, that's why kind of i've been taking a break from booking a lot of shows because a lot of them are like play you know <laughs> and it's fun it's great i i'm appreciative of every single gig that i've gotten and it's been awesome you got to put so much effort into book a show and it's just kind of like you're passing through you know and uh trying to focus on the art i don't know if that makes any sense <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because december 2nd 2019 you have a post where you feature homemade cds of your music and you said that you're gonna throw these at every coffee shop bar and place that book music and bank for gigs was that kind of analog strategy advantageous to you at the time uh that's great and i think that's probably one of the best strategies is still to just go out there and talk to people I've gotten a lot of gigs. I, I did a gig in Solvang, Southern California, near Santa Barbara. And it was a really cool city. And I was just going door to door to every winery because it's like a wine town. I got a couple emails and I booked it. And I did do that. I, I don't know if I gave all the CDs away, but I did go to a lot. It didn't really make sense. <laughs> and I gave people CDs. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of random business owners for a CD. Which I don't think it's that bad. I listened to it. I listened to it like a year ago and I was like debating what a couple of them on Spotify. 
which may eventually happen. But I, I like the idea of like remastering stuff because, you know, always learning. Right now, I just got to focus on new stuff. And I know that recently you've been making little skits to promote your music. Is that something that you plan on creating more and more of to promote your music? I've done that since the first album I put out. I made some stupid videos with uh, my friend Jack. I think they're less skits and just stupid uh, <laughs> memes or something. But I, I do want to incorporate my sense of humor more into everything because I feel like it helps people understand me as a person, I guess. <laughs> they're just fun to make and I feel like it's a good way to promote I don't know. It might be a bad way to promote as well because I feel like some people, half the people just look at it and they're like, this is... <laughs> but, I mean, that's... I guess that's who I am, you know? It's just like stupid crap. I'd like to kind of go over your discography now. July 17, 2020, you released Renaissance. And that was your debut single. Do you remember what you were feeling when that first became live? Uh... I was really focused when I started putting out the first singles. I mean, I felt pretty good about it. I liked how it sounded. Looking back, a lot of the mixes are like, there's like a lot of things that stand out that's not that great. But I think it's cool for what it is. So for you, when you listen to it again, it's a way to see how much you've grown as an artist since your first single. Yeah, I like to see how far I've come sometimes. Even though it might not seem like a lot, it's pretty good to see that. And sometimes I forget, I forget a lot of the times feeling I had when I wrote the song or the feeling I had when I made the, made the recording. Renaissance was a very emotional song to me. When I wrote that song, I was at a pretty low period. And I feel like the song really helped me. It's an interesting song, I think. It's a, that's one of the only ones I wrote on piano. I feel like that's my best written piano song. And then August 14th, 2020, you released another single, Chewing on Old News. And then October 10th, 2020, is when you released a Renaissance album. And that album included Hummingbird on a Hill, Danger Ahead, Homeless Feeling, Song for Scavengers, Never Meant to Be, Chewing on Old News. All he wants to play is the blues. Between Heaven and Hell, State of the World, Frame Me, Renaissance, Silhouette of Angels, Worship Your Words, At the End of the Day, What You Believe. Now I know that when you were releasing it, you had a little bit of a delay and you had to push it back a few days from the initial release date. I know that I've come across problems like that a few times when releasing music that's kind of caused a bit of delays. But do you remember what caused the slight delay from releasing it on October 7th to October huh. 10th? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember why I delayed it. Um, yeah, I don't remember. That's okay. Uh, let's continue forward. October 26, 2021, you released Lady Lullaby. November 21st, 2021, you released the single With Love Brings Pain. December 17th, 2021, you released the single Spark Plugs. And then January 29th, 2022, you released another album called Ticket for Tomorrow, which includes Back and Forth, With Love Brings Pain, Spark Plug, Lady Lullaby, Beats Me, Term the time, parentheses, come on in, parentheses, 
From My Planet to Yours, Chasing Redemption, Ticket for Tomorrow. The way that you released the singles for a bit were month after month. Was that a part of some release strategy that you had to promote the album? Yeah. Uh, that was just what I thought was the thing to do. was release like two or three singles and then boom. And uh, when I started releasing, I'm kind of on like a new thing now, but uh, for those two albums, I really had most of the album done by the time the first single came out. And then everything, I was just kind of finishing up once I got the second single. And you said you're doing it differently now. In what ways are you adjusting your strategy? I've changed a lot of things since the second album came out. I feel like a a lot of things have changed for me. You know, I was in like two other bands. I was in a couple other projects. I did a lot of stuff I haven't done before. Went through a lot of ups and downs last year. I mean, not a lot has changed, but a lot has changed. My strategy for releasing now is just, I'm just uh, songs one by one every month or two. I'm trying to promote them as much as possible. Like now I want to making uh, more music videos and more more pieces of content, more skits and more uh, things of music. You know, I, I feel like I just haven't been promoting the music as much as I need to. And I also feel like releasing an album is really, uh, it's kind of sometimes, or it was draining back then because I was expecting more things to come from it, I guess. You know, it, just finishing an album and putting it out and then having nothing, starting from zero again, is kind of like, it's hard mentally to think of that. So it's a lot easier to just one song at a time, try to make it really good, and then just messing around with a camera and making content. I mean, I'm, I, I love albums, but, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to listen to one song. I'm one of those type of people that'll listen to a song on repeat. Exactly. Especially now that everything's on streaming. It feels like Mm -hmm. listening to an entire album has become more of a rare thing. People don't really do that anymore. Yeah. I'm for, like, really big artists, but I feel like you need people to be really invested. And that's what I'm trying to do is show more of what Dalton James music thing can be. Albums are still very much a thing as they always have been. Yeah, I feel like you just got to pay your dues and you got to show people that an album is, is worth their time. You got to prove to them that with singles that are really good. Speaking to singles, back to it. June 19th, 2022, you released Old Dog. October 23rd, 2022, Same Old Sadness. April 14th, 2023, you released Monster. And there's another one today. Oh. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Soon. And uh, to plug it real quick, there's a music video on YouTube. Besides your solo stuff, you lend your talents to other bands. I know that you are a former member of Rose and the Buds, and you've worked with Overmotion, and now... The Pretty Boys Band. What's it like for you to work with other musicians and songwriters? For you to be around that kind of collaborative environment? Yeah, I mean, it's great um, when you can make really good music. The kind of end goal is, or not the end goal, but what you want to be able to do is surround yourself with other great artists 
that ideas off of and you know like solo albums solo artists are really cool what a person could do by themselves but it's you know most of the time it's a lot better when there's a lot of different ideas in the pot and personalities because they're just so much more to get from it most of the time when it works well well thank you for bringing our guest here in the what's in your case podcast do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Man, tell the listeners where they can find your content. Well, thanks for having me, Don Rico. Yeah, you could uh, find me on TikTok um, at Dalton James Music. And uh, YouTube, you could, the URL is Dalton James Music YouTube. And uh, got a new music video on there for soon. Gonna be putting videos on YouTube skits music videos music video for monster coming soon listen to my spotify stalton james and uh, i got a new song soon and new song monster and also listen to the new pretty boys album we just put it out we we made it by ourselves yeah that the pretty boys album is called don't quit your day job <laughs> just look up the pretty boys on spotify okay that's it <laughs> thanks